This is the True Adventure Podcast, episode 78. Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast, where I, Karina Baldwin, your host and mental performance coach, teach you the skills to calm the fuck down. You're a high achiever, a CEO, or overall, you just do the most. I get it. We're cut from the same cloth. It's time to actually acknowledge your success, celebrate your wins, and train your mind like an elite athlete. I have a master's in sport and performance psychology and worked with collegiate athletes for two years, worked with the U.S. Army for three years, and now work with high achievers and CEOs to teach them to use their mind to work for them rather than against them. This podcast is where research meets reality. To teach you the skills to uncover mental blocks, make success predictable, build mental endurance, and master your mountain mentality. Are you ready to go summit some shit? Let's get started. Hello, friends. Happy Friday. I'm so excited that you're here. If you've been following along on my Instagram stories, I am over halfway done with my road trip. I have like just under two weeks left. If you have not been following along, head over to Instagram and I am skiing up a storm. And I am pre recording all of these episodes. So, who knows where I am right now, to be honest. I don't think I know exactly where I'm going to be, what exactly the ski resort I will be skiing, or if I'm skiing out of bounds, or meeting up with people, or just working in town. I am living up the beginning of 2024, and you should too. So whether you are doing it through your work, through the things that you love, or in your free time and taking time off, I truly hope that you are enjoying the start of 2024. And just like last week, I have another interview. This one is with a friend of mine. Her name is Hannah Brown, and I will intro her on the actual interview as well. But Hannah Brown is truly such a badass. And from the moment I met her, I knew she was something special. I knew not only her headspace and the way that she walked into a room, everybody wanted to be her friend. Anytime that she walked into the room, she left smiles and happiness and a true in the gut feeling of support. And that is exactly what we talk about in this episode. We talk about how it takes nothing. It costs us nothing to be kind and to find that support group. It also, we talk about what it takes to be the best version of you and to truly step into the fuck it, I'll figure it out mentality. She's a badass firefighter and I am amazed by her day in and day out. So without further ado, we are going to dive into this interview that we just had so much fun recording and the hour flew by so fast. So thank you for your time listening to this all the way through. And I want to say in two weeks, side plug, in two weeks, I am headed to Orcas Island for the PNW Mini Women's Retreat. It is not too late to join us, so head over to trueadventurecollective.com, click retreats, and you will see the PNW Women's Mini Retreat, and I'm so very excited to welcome so many incredible women in planning out their 2024 with intention and to learn from Mother Nature just as she goes slow and moves with intention in the winter, we are going to do the exact same thing. We are going to learn from her and bring that into our business and into our life and we are going to move slowly with intention to ensure that come spring come summer come fall that we are the best possible versions of ourselves all right my friends let us dive into today's episode here we go 
Hello, friends. I have a very special guest. Her name is Hannah Brown. She is born and raised in Tacoma, and she went to college to play NCAA water polo. So cool. She found her husband in Central Valley. She came back to Tacoma, drug him with her, and she got hired with Tacoma Fire Department. She also works with me at V Athletics, which is like a hit strength training, crossfit style gym um, that is local here to Tacoma. And she has two adorable puppies, a beautiful home that I have been so lucky to go and visit. Um, and she's just overall just a badass woman. So Hannah, welcome. So excited that you're here. Tell me and everyone just a little bit more about you. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, well, so like you said, I was born and raised here in Tacoma. Um, my parents still live in the same house that I grew up in. Um, and they're only about 10 minutes down the road. I'm really close to my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an only child. So uh, maybe I have some older past, only you- child energy. I'm here for yeah. it. Me too. <laughs> yep, yeah, I was like, we can pick up that only child energy. Um, so I graduated from Curtis in 2014. And I played water polo there, got recruited to play down in Fresno and played four years down in Fresno. Um, Ultimately, since I'm so close to my parents, I knew coming back to Washington was like not even a question. So Mm -hmm. I was a one track mind um, getting back up here. Uh, I majored in environmental science with a minor in biology. Um, my first job out of college was environmental consulting. Uh, oh, I had and, no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to go into conservation. My internship in college was at wild felid advocacy center in mm-hmm. Hurstein Island. Okay. Um, it's like a wild, a wildcat sanctuary, a little less tiger King. So we okay. actually, the sanctuary gets the cats that from the sanctuaries that get shut down. Mm, so mm-hmm. like the like sketchy ones. The scary saw. ones. Yeah. That you're yeah. like, mm, shouldn't support them. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Um, but it's an awesome, awesome 501c3. Uh, you can actually take tours out there. I highly recommend it. It's so fun. And the volunteers are awesome. Um, but I got my internship in um, wildcat conservation and got to help take care of African leopards and snow leopards and, uh, two tigers and all sorts of bobcats and servals. So that's kind of where my heart, like my big chunk of my heart is. And a lot of people, it's so weird when you go through life because in high school I was Hannah Hawley, the water polo player. Mm -hmm. And then in college I was still water polo player, but like animal lover and conservation was a big thing. And now people who meet me in this chapter of life have zero idea about yeah like, i had things no idea my, like identity yeah um, which is like kind of i've really struggled in like my late 20s with imposter syndrome I'm like who am i i feel like i've lived so many different lives and i feel like i'm like you karina where i can wear so many different hats mm-hmm. and just roll with it and yeah i'm like am i an imposter or like <laughs> what is this um, but yeah, so I love conservation. I think in another life I was like, I hope I was like Jane Goodall's best friend. I yeah. Would love uh, I love that. Dude. Yeah. Um, so anywho, back to, I had a concert, uh, environmental con- consulting job, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely hated it. 
Like I was behind a desk. I got recruited to this company and they were like, mm-hmm. you're going to orca conservation. Like we have a boat and promised me all these things. And I was like, yeah. me up. I'll retire there. Um, and I spent six weeks behind a desk, like writing legal documents that I was not prepared for. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming home one day and uh, my parents are best friends with their neighbors mm-hmm. and we do Sunday night dinner every mm-hmm. night or every oh, Sunday, obviously. Yeah. And I came home uh, one Sunday because I had to go into work for some reason. And I came back just in a blubbering mess. I'm like, I hate my life. This is, this can't be it. <laughs> like every millennial does, you know, yeah. like existential crisis. Yes, absolutely. And uh, they were just like, well, like, what are you going to do? And uh, one of my family friends who is about a decade older than me, he works for Tacoma Fire. Mm-hmm have you ever thought about firefighting? And I was like, no, (laughs) because honestly, this gets into like the female firefighting. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times I saw a female firefighter. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't think I had ever, I think like in movies and like, you know, station 19 style shit, but like, honestly, before I met you and Annika and, and like everybody there through V yeah. I don't know if I've ever actually seen a female firefighter in real life. And if I did, my brain did not recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard to conceptualize that that's an option. Yeah. If you've never seen it. And my parents were the ultimate parents of you can be anything you want when you grow up. And if I wanted to be an astronaut, they would have 100% like put me Been behind it. Fast track to NASA. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, I have never thought of that. And he kind of started breaking it down for me. He's like, what do you not like about this job? And I was like, I'm alone. I'm at a desk all day. I'm not doing Mm. anything purposeful. Like I'm not making a single difference in the world. I'm testing soil. Like, and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, And he started breaking down like, well, like firefighting is basically all teamwork Mm -hmm. and you have a pretty big sense of purpose. You're helping people. And like, it's different every single day. And yeah. I was like, well, okay, like, <laughs> let's, let's try it. Yeah. And in the meantime, Eric, a little backstory about him. Um, Your husband. From, yes, my husband, Eric. So his parents are uh, California Highway Patrol officers. Okay. And his dad was a helicopter pilot in Vietnam and moved to the CHP and was a helicopter pilot for the central valley the air ops division mm-hmm. um and his mom was a flight medic on their helicopter very cool and very it, badass like, uh, yes she is easily like invite her on here it's like she is <laughs> she has some stories to tell and it is awesome because their helicopter was the only one that's allowed in yosemite for uh search and mm. rescue so Whoa. they like she has i'll show you one day like these like awesome like head cam videos of them grabbing climbers off of el cap and like landing on mount whitney like the amazing top. yeah oh, it's crazy so that's so crazy you, i my friend and i were actually just talking about evac on el cap we were like how does that work do you just rappel down and then we were like no like if people are injured they literally can't rappel down so they no. get evac'd out and like a helicopter just has to like hover next to them figure out how to get it. that's crazy that yeah. i would love to see that anyway so that was my mother-in-law 
That's so cool. So badass. She's so cool. Um, And so uh, Eric was basically on a fast track to being a CHP officer. And Mm -hmm. um, I've mad respect for police officers, but I really didn't want to be married to one Mm -hmm. Um, just with like what comes with it. I won't get into it, but um, so he started looking into fire and he was Mm -hmm. like, great. And this is in college. And so fast forward a couple years and I'm like, huh, I'll try. And we end up both testing and we both end up getting picked up within weeks of each other. He works up in Linwood. Mm-hmm. I work in Tacoma. Um, but I've been with Tacoma Fire since 2019. So coming up on five years, I'm on engine 16, which is right next to the Narrows Bridge. Oh, um, yeah, it's it's great. It's I Every single day is different and mm-hmm. working in Tacoma is exactly what you might expect on any given different day um yeah and it's but it's so humble it's humbling it's keeps my mind engaged and it's just freaking awesome because i Mm -hmm. like craved that piece i was missing from playing sports forever right and then you're just like i don't have a team like Mm -hmm. And I'm not working towards anything. Like, what am I doing here? (laughs) Yeah. I think one of the things just from that story that you shared was that your, your family friend talked a lot more about the like social aspect and like the mental aspect of firefighting. And like, I personally, because I know you in real life and I work out with you and that's primarily how we have a friendship (laughs) is like, I know your physical capabilities, but it sounded like that wasn't even necessarily a like big concern for you. You were just like, Oh yeah, I'll I'll figure out the physical side. It was the mental side that you were like, how do I navigate this? Or like, these are the benefits that I want. This is what I'm searching for. This is what I'm looking for. So like, what had that, I guess, be the forefront of your brain when so many people just off the bat would be like, oh, firefighting, that is physically hard. Yeah. I've never really thought about that way, but it kind of, it like the physical aspect was never, never, uh, but uh, like, it is a question like, and, right. it's super, and it is super hard, but I was never mm-hmm. like, I wonder if I can do this. It was mm. definitely mostly like, am I cut out for this? Yeah. Where yeah. do you think that came from of the, like, the, the, it wasn't a question of like, can I do this? It was just like, I, I got to figure out how to do this. That mentality yeah. is something I know, like with my clients, obviously they're not, they're not firefighters. A lot of their jobs are, you know, just, um, you know, a lot of that knowledge workers and physical workers, but like adapting that mentality of like, oh, I just have to figure it out. Like I can do it. I just have to strategically figure out how to do it. And for you, it's a physical aspect of like, I have to train a certain way or I have to train with certain people. And like, I'm going to learn the skills to get stronger, faster, and be able to do all the shit that I need to do. So like, where did that mentality come from? Um, I think like to my core, Mm-hmm. it's from my mom mm-hmm. okay. uh, yeah she, my mom is like deep east side tacoma chick like <laughs> grew up like mama holly's a little hood and we love her but um like the best way to put it is mm-hmm. like we have a little bit of fuck you in us yeah and like and it's just like there like it is no option like there mm-hmm. is a standard or like there is a standard and then there is us just busting through the wall. Yeah. In that sense where like 
I mean, it's a male dominated industry, right? And Mm -hmm. I mean, I was the youngest in my class and I was the smallest in my class. Mm -hmm. And if I've learned anything from working out, it's mass moves mass. So my Mm -hmm. classmate Grant, who is a a graduated linebacker from Eastern. Mm, Big guy. Big, big dude. (laughs) (laughs) If he's doing it and I have to do the same thing, Mm-hmm. I think it's just like a matter of like, it's just having that little bit of fuck you and you to mm-hmm. be like, okay, it won't okay. work. Yeah. But I'm going to get through that wall. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the like, it's the baseline of like grit and perseverance because th- there is no other option. Right. And that's the baseline of our entire job. I, I try to explain this to people. People call 911 for every reason under the sun. It does mm-hmm. not matter because when someone calls 911, they're having the worst day of their lives. It does mm-hmm. not matter if they are having a heart attack or their house is on fire or they can't get like they can't get their oxygen tank turned on. It, to them, it is their emergency, right? Mm-hmm. But some things we get called to, we don't have the answer for. Mm-hmm. And it is not an option for us to be like, hey, thanks for the call. Sorry, we couldn't figure this out. Try back. Try again later. Try again later. Like Seven a.m. <laughs> you get a new crew. Yeah, it's like we get this really complex house fire, and mm-hmm. we just sit there and be like, "Who never seen this before? This is like it's just it's not an option, right?" And so, mm-hmm. um, it's having that little bit of fuck you and trying to just run through that wall, knowing. That I have, like, I mean, specifically for firefighting, it's a little bit of a tangent, but specifically for firefighting, yeah. physical wise, I have the strength. I just need to know how to apply it, right? Mm-hmm. My application of strength looks a lot different than my linebacker classmate mm-hmm. because he can like bicep curl anything like ladder that weighs yeah. 70 pounds that we're carrying on our shoulder. Mm-hmm. But with me, I'm like, okay, I need to figure out how to use my legs, right? And like, my core right because yeah he has shoulder and arms and yeah i do too but like realistically i most of women's muscle is in their legs right Mm -hmm. even if i train it um and so i think it's like it it isn't it's not a question it is just Mm -hmm. how will we do it (laughs) yeah yeah no and i love that and i think it's so interesting that like to to the point that you just made it's the working smarter, not harder. And like, even in a physical job, it's literally like, okay, I, as a female, have to use my legs more than like my male counterpart who has a lot more strength in his biceps and shoulders than I do. And I'm, you know, and he probably has like a solid foot on you and like, (laughs) like probably more than that, Um, you know, and a solid, like, I don't know, anywhere from like 30 to a hundred pounds, depending on the male that you're sitting next to. Right. And so like, be working smarter that like you have to adjust your body. The same thing goes for, you know, knowledge workers the same way. You have to learn how to adjust for people who have skill sets that you don't have. How mm-hmm. can you learn and apply your own knowledge and what you are good at in order to work smarter? And you may not be able to match them. You may never be able to match them because I'm going to guarantee you're never going to be physically capable of lifting as much as your linebacker friend. Like that's no. just, <laughs> that's just like science. It's how it be. <laughs> it's how it be. It just be that way. So like 
the same thing goes with like knowledge workers of like, there's sometimes that you have to learn to accept and use different skill sets in order to get there. And it sounds like you have adapted this mindset of like, okay, I can't necessarily do that, but I can do it this way. Or like, I can do something else that can help me or help him because we are a team. This is not the Hannah Brown show. This is not linebacker dude show. You know, you guys have to figure out how to work together. So how does your mindset affect how you, and this kind of plays into fear too, right? Like how does your mindset affect how you show up for a objectively dangerous job of firefighting? I think mindset is everything, right? And what we're lucky, I will say baseline, we are lucky in the fire department. We are never alone and Mm -hmm. we're never, like we always have one person with us, but most of the time we have your crew, which is a crew Mm -hmm. of three. And my crew is so vastly different, which is awesome because my driver is super, super intellectual and he will think of all the things and like i have this thing and i feel like it comes from water polo because when i was a senior we took all sorts of um personality quizzes to try and figure out like how we're working in a team and i think that mm, is love that cool. yeah um but i like my like strength finder one is activator like mm. i don't necessarily like also I'm sorry if I cuss so much. I have a mouth of a sailor. Uh, <laughs> You're good. I cuss in the <laughs> intro. And so like, I have to automatically mark every single one of my episodes as explicit. So okay, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, baseline. Um, so I like, whereas my driver is super mm-hmm. intellectual, like he would like read a manual if it was in front of him where I'm like, I rip the box open, look at the manual, throw it away. And I'm like, let's build it. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, but we need each other. Right. Yeah. And like, it does not work without that. And that's a lot of growth from mm-hmm. a sports mindset where even, even in team sports, you still have your There's like standout players, right. That are like, you give them the ball, they're going to perform. Right. Like yeah. they're going to a goal. They're going to get a seal. They're going to get a block. But in firefighting, like it doesn't look that way. Like you cannot, it's almost impossible for you to operate alone. You can like there, say you get a grab, like, so we call grabs if we save someone. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you can throw your own ladder and crawl up the ladder and then get the person and then crawl down the ladder. Typically it's like not, it is not that like Hollywood-esque. It is, Mm -hmm. you have your full crew like my driver's throwing the ladder and then I'm like masking up and then my officer has his tools, you know? Um, so it's such a teamwork position. And I think that is such a big growth because yes, that is the way it is in sports, but like really but not. not. All the time. Yeah. You don't like, you can have choices. Like it could be that way if times get really hard, mm-hmm. but in firefighting, that's not, the case like if yeah. you have someone hanging out of a window you can't just be like everybody stand back here i, I am like, yeah it's not that right because like your adrenaline is so high right mm-hmm. like it's almost like it's almost impossible to cognitively react like you have to like specifically like slow it down and be like okay what do i need to do mm-hmm. or you're also just working as like in a fire you know yeah. like like you're already 
it's all the things, right? And so um my mindset has grown so much from that because it's it is it's not a question whether it's a team thing or not, right? But I understand my role, which yeah. I appreciate so much because I'm like, I just need a job. I'll yeah. do it but I need a job. <laughs> like, you no, know, I love that. It's almost like my German shepherd, you know, like yeah. if she doesn't have a job, she makes one. <laughs> she, makes, she makes one. Oh yes. We know that. <laughs> yes. But, uh, um, yeah, it's, uh, like, and I, I really appreciate learning about how people work together. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just went to this conference about mental health, which I'm really involved in peer support on my, um, fire department. And so that's basically, basically mental health support for our firefighters. Mm-hmm. Um, but we took this personality test and it's for animals. So it's a lion, the golden retriever, an otter and a beaver. And so the beavers are the ones that are like the rule followers. They need the manual. They're mm-hmm. like, where's there's supposed to be 48 screws. There's 47. Like we can't build this. We can't. And we're and done. My answer is like, why isn't it built? Like we need to build it. It doesn't matter. Throw like one of those little dowels in it instead. It'll, it'll work. Yeah. And otters are over there. Like, can we play any games? This is so fun. <laughs> and then the golden retrievers are like, how can I help out? But like, just like dopey is, and everybody loves them. Yeah. But, like I, I'm a lion in the sense that like, I get really frustrated if there's an idea. Mm-hmm. but it doesn't like, mm, I'm like, yeah why aren't we moving like yes what's going on why are we stalling like let's just do it why do we yeah. need steps um but in a sense of a fire my driver or my officer who both are beavers right where mm-hmm. they're like very tedious they're like okay like actually let's think about the safest way to do this where mm-hmm. like the goal is for all of us to go home in the morning right you know yeah we risk a lot to save a lot, but we go home in the morning. Yeah. And, uh, I need them because I'm like, I'm like, I'm learning so much from them, but like, I, I can't be left to my own vices. Like I'd be yeah. like, let's go. Do you find that like, especially since you guys have this unique, you know, uh, workshop that you guys did, did you find that depending on the role that they were in, in your department, that the animals truly did correlate with like that specific role and like that expectation that the officers, the ones from, it sounds like call the shots kind of thing and like direct things are mm-hmm. the ones that are, would you say the beaver? Right. I would say like beavers or lions because they're mm-hmm. both, they're both, um, uh, result mm, focused. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like their result focused. Yeah. The only difference between those two is the like way they get there mm-hmm. where lions are like, let's go. Yeah. And the beavers are like, okay, let's, let's think about this. Mm-hmm. And then the otters and the golden retrievers are exactly what they, like you would picture both of them. Like, yeah. And, but it's odd because it really does translate. Mm-hmm. And I, even like just like knowing that i like look at people now and i'm like oh you're probably an otter aren't you i love you so much i love that (laughs) you're like and i can read you yes that's so that's so interesting and i know you know like i know you spent just such a short time with the conservatory but like working in another job like v so like at the gym where do you find that 
team oriented. Cause like we're same, same, but different. We're team oriented, but also mm-hmm. like we're individual, like yeah. we coach on our own and like we come together and we're wanting to create this amazing culture that like our fearless CEO is leading us through and she does an incredible job, but like you're on the ground doing the work. Where do you find that the teamwork plays a role in that type of cultural development over time? Because I'm going to guarantee it's not unique to the fire department that you can create a culture like that. And V, mm-hmm. I think, does, you know, our our owner, Amber, does a really good job of like having brought in the incredible women that she has brought in to create this amazing teamwork. How do you see that same different, just like different ideas in a very different space of we're voluntarily working out in this gym. <laughs> there is no yes. danger other than like pulling a hamstring, maybe, you know, dropping a weight on a foot kind of thing. Like that's as yeah. dangerous as it can get. Um, as compared to like what you do on a daily basis in the fire department. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everything like a life balances out. Right. And I yeah. like completely believe this. It's like, there's the yin and yang. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always laugh because like I work in a male dominated career and mm. I drift towards a women only community. Right. Yes. So evens it out um so but that's so true yeah no like i i'm like oh yeah that that makes sense yeah Um, also like you just sometimes need a little bit more estrogen yeah for Uh, sure i mean i i joined v back when i was still working for the army so i like yeah you get it (laughs) yeah i get it i was like oh yes let's like let's do this together women yay (laughs) i need that (laughs) and uh i don't know like i think Amber does such a fantastic job. Like when I tell people I work out in all women's gym, they're like, how's that go? And I'm I like, know. it goes great. Like we I get, get that. high fives and we woo. There's, there's so much hype. There's so much support. Oh, yeah. And like, I think it's so funny because actually one of, one of my good friends, he was like, yeah, there's too many women in my life. I'm like, those are the wrong women then. They're, yes. Those are wrong women that you are surrounding yourself with, or you're the problem. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. But- <laughs> We need to unpack that a little bit. We need to unpack that a little bit more. Um, But, and honestly, like the more I hear him speak about like the women that are in his life, I'm like, these women have, um, have not developed a support system and found women themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, because I used to, I don't know about you, like being in the sport world, but when I was an athlete, I was like, I just like, don't get along with women. And like, I thought that that was just my, my genetics that I came through that I was tomboy. I was athletic and I hung out and identified more with men and their mentality. And then I found my support women out here. And now I'm like, guys suck. (laughs) Yeah. No one. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Like uh, the biggest red flag for me in like, I, I almost like want to prove to women, like when they're like, I'm not a girl's girl. Mm. I'm like, man, you just haven't found your girls. You haven't yet. found your girls. I, I mean, same thing. Like, I think it's a, I mean, like, I don't want to project anything, but mm-hmm. like, it's very much like an, a place from insecurity, right? Because like, it's a place of competition, right? Like, yeah. I don't have to compete with women if I'm not around them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, I mean, I like, I've been there where I'm like, I'm going to show you what's up like Mm -hmm. and you're going to you're going to know what's up and it's just it's not healthy right like Mm -hmm. I walked into V and I met these 
I mean, I when I came in at B, I was like one of the babies. Mm-hmm. And I was surrounded by these women that were so confident in themselves. And to hear them clap for me on like an average day I was having. And I'm like, you love me? Like yeah. that? Like, <gasps> and it's the most like revolutionary thing to be like, whoa. This why is are what you support feels like. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, and to feel that, like, and it's not necessarily just like, hey, go girl. It's no. like, like a very deep rooted, like in your gut, you feel I, it. Yeah. Like I am cheering for you because I like legitimately love you and I believe in you mm-hmm. and it is like no other. And I've, I always tell uh, my husband, I, and I have a lot of insecurities around this where a lot of people in the fire service it's common to see the fire service become your personality. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a healthy balance. Like you yes. want to be committed to your career, yeah. but like my family is important to me and my family includes Eric. It includes my dogs. It includes my parents. It includes V mm-hmm. and, like V is what fills my cup. I have a shit day. I'm going to V. I yeah. don't even care if I hate the workout. I don't care if we do a Tabata of speed skaters. Sorry, Amber. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm going to do that. And yeah. it fills my cup because those women, they get me. And I was mm-hmm. never a girl's girl. Cool. Um, I had girlfriends, mm-hmm. but it costs you nothing to be mm-hmm. kind to someone. Mm-hmm. And to, like, even like when I played water, like I play masters water polo, right? Mm-hmm. I'll be like in the middle of the pool and we're playing against another team. And this weekend I got stuffed by a high school goalie like love it I, I chipped a little bit when the ball bounced <laughs> off of her and then i shot again and she stuffed me again yeah. and I, was, I held the ball and i was like damn goalie nice and yeah like a high school girl that like looked at me like i was clinically insane for telling her good job for blocking my shot yeah like dude i like hell yeah this is what I, support I, feels like i guess yes. yeah and like she was like wow thanks, thanks. And I'm like, dude, yeah, it, like it cost me nothing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like you already and, blocked me. My, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and also like it's masters water polo. Like, yes. like ultimately, we're in recreational sports at this point. Like, right, exactly. And it's the same thing. V, like, we're not like it's not CrossFit. We're not going to the games. Like, yeah. we are doing nothing here to compete. And I always like, I always say, I love this quote: "Is you can't compete with me because I want you to win too." Yeah. And, like that high school Hannah, not the way. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can compete with you and I will run you into the dirt every time. I was vicious, man. Mm-hmm. And I truly think the women at V, like Aaron, Mindy, Taylor, and like seeing them, and I'm like, Soka. And I'm like, whoa, this is weird. And mm-hmm. Amber, like, Amber was my first coach. And I love that. Like, it is insane to see women supporting other women. And it's unlike any other thing in this world. And mm-hmm. I truly believe like that's my like I kind of sometimes feel like I have like a little bit of imposter syndrome at work at, at fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still like I'm like, I belong there. I have a seat at this table. I'm confident I belong here. Yeah. And this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But I am me at V. Like I am unapologetically me. Um, because there's still culture stuff in the fire service, right? Like whether yeah. Or breaking boundaries, breaking stigmas, they're still culture stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am so blessed with my crew where I can be my like weird self. 
but it's still a thing right yeah but be like i'm unapologetically me and yeah um it's so comforting there where i'm like yeah this fills my cup yeah yeah it's i i love that and like I mean, I definitely want to go back to, you know, the like stigma and the and the frustrations of fire department. But before we go there, what would be your suggestion for the women who like haven't found their women yet, haven't found their girl gang, haven't figured it out? And like one, obviously, if you live close to Tacoma, fucking come to V. But yeah. like if you we got don't, seven locations. we have seven <laughs> locations. Honestly, you don't even need to be in Tacoma. We got Puyallup up in downtown. Yeah. Like, I, we're good. Um, but let's say they don't, let's say they're listening to this and they're like, I live in Kirkland or I live in Florida or I live in somewhere not near V. Like yeah. what would be your suggestion to like find their girl support group if they are yeah. not a girl's girl and they're kind of listening to us like this is, I'm not a part of that. Cause you and I, like you said, we were not, nah, we we're not a girl's girl. I, now that I found my people, I'm like, yeah, I just didn't have my people. Yeah. I just didn't identify with them. And I was like, I was an athlete. I was D1 athlete too. And to where like, I was like, oh, these badass women, like, yeah, I'm with them. But there was still this like underlying competition where I'll come and, you know, naturally when you're in NCAA sports, naturally you're competing for the same spots. You're competing yeah. for starting positions. You're competing for the top eight. Like I did rowing. So like, you know, like yeah. I, like you're still competing, even though like everyone's winning, we all get faster together, but it's like, okay, but if I lose my seat, I'm not starting. And like, that's a big and now deal. I'm mad. And now I'm yep. mad because like you, <laughs> and now I don't want to be a friend anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what would be your suggestion for like the, you know, now adults don't have built-in sports, don't have built-in friends. Now what, how do you find that girl gang, that girl support group? Yeah. Um, I am like a firm believer in collective suffering. Mm. Maybe that's just because of my job. Um, but <laughs> there is a book, I forgot the name of it, but it's about collective suffering. Okay. There is something extremely powerful about mm. suffering together and getting that endorphin dump at the same time mm. at work, right? Like after yeah. big calls and we're like, oh, that was really hard. Good job, guys. Like, yeah. like hey, we didn't like do that wasn't great but like we're here like mm-hmm. let's talk through same thing with me right you do hard things you do a really hard workout and you're like oh we did that mm-hmm. i think um best place to look for that is at a gym um and it's not just like my fitness guru plug um and like if you aren't a girl's girl just try going to a gym and just like get out of your comfort zone for like 45 minutes give it a class Mm-hmm. and and i think specifically i think specifically like not free weight gyms like whether it's like yes. some kind it's, of class whether it's crossfit or pilates yes. or yoga like or honestly theory. doesn't want sure yeah exactly like hit it there all are so up. many options but like guided so you don't necessarily like look like you're like a really weird person like lurking on like girls and being like you're doing great and even if you are great but if you're trying to get out of that like you're uncomfy doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a girl gang. Yeah. Go into those like classes, mm-hmm. and find a girl and be like, dang, you're doing great today. Or like, thanks for the push. Yeah. Like, I love telling people thanks for the push because they're like, we were competing. And I'm like, yeah, but I loved it. I had so much fun. Didn't you? <laughs> like, And I still love you. And you still love me. I love uh, that. But like, just sit in it for 45 minutes and just try to be like, Hey, good job. And compliment someone and mm-hmm. see their reaction. Because 
honestly, maybe it's like that high school goalie that was like, I've never had someone say that to me. That's very weird. But wow, you're really nice. Like Mm. you just made my day or week. No, absolutely. And just sit in that. Like you have the, you have the capability to be Mm -hmm. kind. Like all, I mean, all of us do. Right. And I think building that, like you, your, your vibe attracts your tribe. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're inclusive, people are yeah. going to talk to you and be like, wow, Hey, uh, I want to be your friend. Like, yeah. I, I always laugh because one of my best friends, her name's Rory Zambard. Um, mm-hmm. she's a CrossFit games athlete, like in the CrossFit world is a celebrity. Amazing. And she coaches at a uh, university place CrossFit. She's fantastic. One of the best coaches in the world. Like her mm-hmm. certification grants her that title. And I remember I like was in CrossFit and CrossFit isn't all girl gang, but like, it's pretty, it's very community based. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do the same thing there. And sometimes it's weird because I get a little, little blue girl. And then I'm like, Oh, is this too much? And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But I remember Rory went up to my husband and was like, can I have your wife's number? And he's like, yeah. How come? He's like, <laughs> she, she was like, I'm looking for like some really good female friends and I really want to be her friend. And I was like, Oh, Roy Stanford wants to be my friend. I love but, that. But like, she was just like, she's, she's so nice. Like she's inviting and she talks to people and I'm like, it's, it's uh, amazing how so simple like i i've had shit like that happen like de- actually just recently i went to a restaurant and literally talked to the the hostess and i was reading a book by myself so i went to a steakhouse by myself because i just wanted to and she, she literally i was chatting with her about the book that i was reading and then she came back gave me a free dessert and her number and was like oh. i'm looking for friends and i was like come be my friend come yes. be my friend it takes zero yeah take zero it takes zero effort yeah. from you and like the thing is, is like, what if my mom, my mom, when I was little was like her big thing that she preached to me was everybody needs a friend. Mm -hmm. And like, you don't know when you're going to cross paths with someone again, like nothing is a coincidence. Like everything in this universe, like works around some axis. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that like you are kind to someone and maybe like I don't know. I work in mental health a lot. And so like, what if they're having the shit day of their life or like, I mean, especially with, uh, especially with fire. I mean, sometimes we're talking, we're sitting next to someone who might be suicidal Mm -hmm. and we don't know. Right. And if me just being kind to them puts like a little bit of a wedge in that and it's like, whoa, that's a really nice person. Mm -hmm. I remember in high school, I was like, I'm, I'm just like a grumpy girl and like, I'm sassy and like, meh. like it, that makes me cringe thinking about like how I like rode my RBF so yeah. hard. Like, Oh, like, I'm like, why? this is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh God. And like, that's like the farthest thing from what I am. I'm like, Oh, I'm a weirdo man. I, I know. And I love it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm weird, man. And I'm like, to make someone feel inclusive, like to be inclusive and make someone feel like they belong. Mm -hmm. Like we've all been there when we do not feel like we belong somewhere and we're trying to fit in. And it's like, it sucks. You're wearing a skin that isn't yours. And I'm like, just think about it and not do that. (laughs) Yeah. Just don't, just don't. And so just like, like, yeah, like just 
like go be nice to someone that, mm-hmm. or compliment someone and yeah. see like their reaction and then like if it's weird sit in the weird with them yeah like, don't don't exit and don't be like oh my god i really like your hair and they're like uh thanks yeah it's, it's hor- I, I haven't washed it in four days and like oh my god i haven't washed my hair in two days like what dry shampoo do you use yeah <laughs> <laughs> through that wall (laughs) yes i love that and like and the fact that you've like brought up that metaphor of like breaking through the wall whether it's like your physical you and firefighting but like also (laughs) like being comfortable and being like awkward with people because like sometimes it is awkward to just straight up walk up to somebody and just speak words to you don't know who they are what their name is what their life story is and you're just like that words here and then like let's just be uncomfortable together because we'll figure it out or we'll leave this and be like, well, I tried. Like it is what it is. It is so hard to be mean to like, cause I always like, didn't want to talk to anybody. Cause I'm like, she looks really mean. What yeah. if she's, and I'm like, do you know how hard it is to be mean? To like, s- especially to, face. Face. to a yeah. nice, to a nice person. Yeah. I'm, we have this, we have this girl in the fire department and she is a ray of literal sunshine. She is like, Everywhere she goes, she leaves a glittery, glowing path. <laughs> I love her so much. And like, she can go up to the grumpiest of grumps on this job and be like, hi, good morning. How are you? And it's like, it's osmosis, you know, like, I love it. You can't be mad at her because yeah. she's so kind and she comes from such a good place. And even those grumps who are, have a four inch salt crust to them mm. can't it's the they can't resist it no yeah i was like weird it's literally just kindness and we don't see that in this world enough yeah and to your point like the osmosis thing is like you have the ability to i can't remember the metaphor they used i wish i did off the top of my head but it was this idea of like of like you know two people in a room one is like operating at a high vibration like they're excited they're happy even if they're like content and then someone's at a super low vibration of like they're having a bad day they're frustrated they're mad they're whatever someone's going to change yep and you have to decide if you're going to be the one that changes depending on who you are right and like are you going to be okay changing are you going to be wanting to change Mm -hmm. and like absorb the happiness and be like okay it's taking me out of the frustrations taking me out of the anger or are you going to be the one that's happy and excited and then like let someone's anger pull you down. Like you, you don't want that. You want to change for the good. You want to be accepting of that osmosis, like let that happen. And like, so good. And so that brings me to like you as a firefighter, your ego, your frustration, the, like, I have to is tell me about that and how that shows up. Because I know like, like you and I are very competitive people. I like, I think that's why we've, we've become friends as we have yes. and like work out the way that we have. And like, yes. you know, I, I'm out in the mountains and I'm like trying to keep up with the girls that are in front of me. And sometimes it's like such a frustration struggle because I'm like, I physically can't go any faster and I'm holding them back. And I'm sure like there's been times in firefighting that I'm sure you've been like, I'm, I just held my team back. Like I just fucked up and like, I did this thing and like, whether it's your fitness or you messed up or like whatever, like how does that play into your mentality and like the ego of things of wanting to be probably more than you are? And like, how do you deal with that? I think, um, I am, (laughs) I feel like this podcast has shown like me in such a happy light. (laughs) I, I rage, like Mm. my frustration is rage. And it's something I talked to my therapist about, like where, 
I can't like I sometimes can't sit in my big emotions because I feel so much frustration that it just like anger's easy, right? Yeah. Like I'm like, fuck this, fuck that, like whatever. Like mm-hmm. and it's it's hard because you're completely right. Like there are times in my job where I'm like, I can't keep up and like what do I do? Because I mean, I'm sure both of us, between the two of us, there is probably minimal times we can count on our hands that we can't keep up with something. Yeah. And it is it is that is like my one way ticket to just being absolutely pissed. Mm-hmm. And I think um it was a hard pill to swallow because it's either like you like you can't quit. Like mm-hmm. there's no option to quit in yeah. firefight. Like you can't yeah. just be like, I'm I can't do this and not. Right. Because yeah. That might look like what if one of my coworkers goes through the floor mm-hmm. and I'm trying to move my big ass linebacker friend who weighs 250 and I am 150 and I'm like, I can't move your big ass. Like, yeah. What am, like, what does that look like? It looks like him burning to death and probably me too. Yeah. And then, or him burning to death and me having to go home and to deal his with- wife. Yeah. And mm-hmm. tell her, I'm sorry that I gave up. Like, yeah. it, again, it's having that little bit of fuck you in you. And it's not the fuck you as in like, fuck you. I'm writing you off. It's the like, Okay, fuck you. I'm gonna get you up these stairs, even though you're 100 pounds heavier mm-hmm. than me. It's not an option, right? Like mm-hmm. I can sit in frustration, but I can't stall in it. Yeah, like I get a moment, and yeah. then it's I need to do something with it. And inherently, that's like the activator in me, right? Like I don't like sitting and stalling. Mm-hmm. So when I get frustrated because I'm falling behind, I do get frustrated and I have to stall. But ultimately, I'm like what's next? Like, mm-hmm. do I need to like clip this belt around my waist and like walk backwards up the stairs since I can't haul you up over my shoulder? Like, right. I don't know. Um, but I think I, <laughs> my notes, you're going to die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, like long story short, I feel like I'm a cockroach and like, you can't kill me. <laughs> like, Oh, you can- I love that analogy <laughs> so much. You're, I'm just gonna see you in the gym and be like, "Yeah, cockroach, you lift that shit up." <laughs> like you can not like living in Fresno. All of our houses were infested with cockroaches because we went to Super Four School, but it's fine. Our tuition money didn't pay for that, but it's fine. <laughs> um, but like, you can't kill me. Like I. I can feel the most emotions. I can be the most frustrated. I can be an absolute mess, but I won't stop. Mm-hmm. Like I know in my heart that I'm like, I will sit there for a solid, like I'll have my pity party mm-hmm. and like, I can't do this. Yeah. But like, ultimately I'm going to be like, all right, like flip my little cockroach ass back over and keep crawling. Keep crawling. And it's like, it just, yeah. It, um, like you, you can't kill me. Like, yeah. It just like, it doesn't, it, it is not in my DNA to just mm-hmm. fall over and give up. Yeah. I will fail 151 times mm-hmm. and it, they will be like, Oh honey, like try something else. And I'm like, no, I got Wait. it. I got this. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I struggle with the anger and frustration because sometimes that anger and frustration, I just keep on plan a harder mm-hmm. instead yeah. of plan B, C, D, E, F. Um, So that's something I learned from my crew or the women around me, right? Or my mom or my dad or Eric. Um, But like, ultimately I I don't, and it's, this goes back to athletics, right? I don't lose well. 
Mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't like I like winning, mm-hmm. but I don't like losing more than I love winning. <laughs> yeah. Like, winning is standard. Losing is unacceptable. Mm. And in it's losing in if I miss a lift. Like mm-hmm. I will try the same lift i don't know how many times and it's like hannah you're tired you're not gonna get it today and i'm like just one more time just i can do it i can muscle it up yeah or like if we lose like at work losing at work might be losing a patient or Mm. losing a house Mm. or like those are like big cost loses right right it's necessarily sometimes i don't think if you're not an athlete you don't understand right like it's not that lose it's like you can't and I, it's, I don't know if it's pc to say this even but like you can't call patient dying a lot like losing right losing. yeah but in my mind that's how my brain's wired right like mm-hmm. it's a game and yeah. it's not necessarily it's like a very high stake game right? oh absolutely yeah and, and uh it's it's like achieving as a standard and mm-hmm. when people call us saving their lives is the standard saving mm-hmm. their house or saving their eight pound yorkie that's mm-hmm. in the a little deep rat dog but yeah in your hoarder house that is like it's smaller than all your junk you have but we have to find it mm-hmm. if we don't find that it's a loss right? right and so it's like that's it is not an option yeah so, and i thus the cockroach <laughs> thus the cockroach i love that and I, you know i find that so interesting i just did a podcast uh like a couple months ago about like how athletes and high achievers athletes business owners like play the same role like Mm -hmm. it and gamifying things gamifying business gamifying fires gamifying like life gamifying working out like it helps your brain want to show up and be motivated and like to your point yeah you can't say like losing someone you losing a patient losing a life is so much bigger than like oh i lost a game today like oh my god it's so much bigger losing a house losing a dog losing it any of those things right so much bigger but at the same time, like your game that you're playing, that Hannah Brown is playing, this firefighting game is like stakes are beyond like they it's not it. Yes, it's a game, but also it's not like it's so much yeah. more. And so you're able to use that as motivation of like why the hell you show up every single day is to like yeah. ensure that everybody goes home in the morning and every patient is able to like, you know, eventually get up and do whatever they're physically capable of doing and like so on and so forth, have a house that is like salvageable, depending on the damage, like all of that, like that is why you show up in the motivation for the people who don't have, you know, like I completely identify with you on the physical aspect of frustration of, I can't do the thing. Like I, I get so frustrated when I'm with my friends and I, you know, we, we, you know, quote unquote split for portions of it where we're mountaineering and we're like, okay, we're meeting at this like marker and it's only half a mile distance, but like, it's so steep that it takes us, you know, like an hour to walk up or like whatever it is. And I remember one time we were attempting Mount Hood and we decided on this marker that we were all going to meet up at and we could split at a certain portion. And it, I, fell behind by 10 minutes, which like doesn't seem like that long, but when it's, you know, 15 degrees outside and everyone's waiting on you and like, you know, 10 minutes is a freaking long time. And then like that next portion, this was wild, Hannah, that next portion, I was let, I was leading so much that they were like, Karina, you need to slow down. And I was like, oh, (laughs) 
<laughs> like, well, I'll do it now. I'll do it now because I almost like struggled so hard on this first section. I was like, I got to make up for it. And then yeah. my entire team was like, okay, we have to stick closer together this time because we're starting to get in the like dangerous section. And I was like, dang, I was doing, I was shining here. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I so feel for, that on such a spiritual level. Right. Um, I was like, I'm finally winning guys. Like, let me, let me, I'm, yes, I'm winning. <laughs> okay. So like, I want you to help, help the people that don't have the physical aspect, whether they're not firefighting, they're not mountaineering, they're not even, you know, like just a traditional hiking. Like they probably don't do these things. Yeah. The knowledge workers, the people that work nine to fives, the people that do those things, like what would be your advice to them to just like have that mentality of like break through the wall? I can do anything. I'm not giving up. I'm a cockroach, but they don't have a physical, <laughs> don't have a physical. Um, you're going to start this. This will be like a forever identifier for my clients. I, hope, in the I future. hope you put a cockroach like on like the thumbnail. The thumbnail. This is the cockroach episode <laughs> featuring cockroach Hannah Brown. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else, but I was like a cockroach. That's cockroach is you can you can spray it with bleach and it like drinks it and comes back bigger. <laughs> it's right um, for like the knowledge workers. I think like. I think building that little bit of like, fuck you to not Mm -hmm. just go through the wall. I think what helped me, especially in fire was someone told me, which isn't necessary. Like it was a very, like, what are you saying? When Mm -hmm. it came to me, it was, you'll never be the best. Mm. You're not going to be the best they see. And you're, if you work hard enough, you're not going to be the worst. So like, why not sit in the middle part Mm -hmm. and like be okay with that? Because I feel like, when we fail at something or we lose, we get so frustrated because it's win or loss, right? It's not right. necessarily just keep playing. Mm, so it's like, lot. it's like tapping into the self-acceptance of the Dude, best yeah. I can do right now. Because it doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to win mm-hmm. or succeed, right? Like it's just going to look different. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was the most freeing thing in fire academy that i could have ever gotten because i come out of college i am like fresh i'm 22 years old i'm in the best shape i've ever been in i'm Mm -hmm. strong and i have new joints compared to like my classmates who are 40 Mm -hmm. (laughs) and why am i still losing why am i not the top of my class of course i'm not because i have marines in my class i have linebackers in my class i have like so many different people right in on a physical aspect i'm not going to be the strongest mm-hmm. but i'm probably not going to be the weakest i i will make sure i'm not the weakest mm-hmm. on a, on a smart knowledgeable level i have someone who is a literal rocket scientist before this in my class incredible i'm not going to be the smartest <laughs> <laughs> I tell you that right now <laughs> and i'm definitely not the dumbest mm-hmm. i know that's a fact you know i'm like i have enough street smarts to get me at least through yeah and i think that self-acceptance is something that we don't understand a lot mm. it's like because it's for me it's not the standard right, right. The standard is the best the fastest the smartest yeah. the strongest Mm. best to like give me my blue ribbon and my gold trophy and my gold star thank you very much i'm going home now goodbye yeah 
that's not how it works in business. It's not how it works in just firefighting. And it might for a little yeah. bit, but mm-hmm. it won't in the long term. It's not long. It's not longevity. Yeah. And so I think understanding that self acceptance, being like, oh, okay, if I fail, like, just keep going. It's not the worst. It's not the worst they'll see, but like, I can guarantee you they've seen worse. Mm-hmm. I'm guaranteeing that I've seen worse. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> damn <laughs> but like it was really hard for me to accept that and be like because yeah. to me that's mediocrity. yeah but, like no you're just doing your job because if you can't think straight if you lose you're useless to us yeah and i'm like oh that is that way such a qualifier that i guarantee that every single one of my clients every single one of the people that listens to this podcast is like will identify with that like mediocrity or like average is unacceptable. It's like, oh. this is not, this is not standard. This is not normal. I'm not okay. Unless I'm getting the gold star, the gold medal, the hundred K in revenue, the like, mm-hmm. you know, plug in overachieving characteristic of any kind. Like if yeah. I'm not winning, I'm losing. And like, Oh God, I feel that to my core. And it, it takes so much because every single one of my clients, the reason they're hiring me as a mental performance coach is because they want to get better. They want to be even better. And I'm like, just so you know, without me, you're still doing pretty amazing. Like you're on your, most of my clients are full-time in their business. Like that in itself, like, holy shit. Like you there, Hannah, like you're living your dream, being a firefighter, married to another firefighter, having a super adorable American ice family. Like I... (laughs) Yeah, I there was something else like to add on to that where I got humbled in that immediately in the fire mm. service. So there's this really funny story that um in our interview, mm-hmm. we are it's like a 45 minute interview, like very formal. I have four chiefs in front of me, right? And it's like, why do you want to be a firefighter? Why Tacoma? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And about 30 minutes into this interview, they stop and they're like, all right, what's 25 times 25? And I didn't pay attention in math. (laughs) I paid a freshman on my college team to take calculus for me. (laughs) And I'm like, and everybody listening is probably like 25 times 25 isn't calculus, Hannah. Well, that's how bad at math I am. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you're so spun spun up and they ask you a math question. And Mm. if you are not an accountant, or a mathematician you're like uh what and they're like what's 25 times 25 and you're sitting there and you're trying to figure it out and if you're me i'm not even trying to figure out the math question i'm trying to figure out how to get out of that door without them noticing mm-hmm. uh, cuz i'm like near tears because i know i don't know this answer and i know yeah. i'm too spun to even think of it right and then they sit there and they're like all right you can use the paper in front of you and i'm Again, so spun up because I can't think straight because yeah. I don't know the answer, right? I know I already lost. So I'm like, I need to leave right now. And and not even try. And that, not that, even like, try. that's I the like try under- I know I'm gonna lose if yeah. I try, but if I never try, then I can't I'm lose. Losing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, I just didn't hear you. I had a call on my phone. My mom, my mom called me. <laughs> my um, mom called me. But I like I couldn't figure it out. And it was the most humiliating thing, right? Like I am in a chief's interview with Mm -hmm. this huge department and I can't figure out 25 times 25 and I'm near tears. Right. And 
when I get nervous, I either cry or I laugh hysterically, which both are not appropriate for an interview for the fire service. Like, Mm -hmm. and so I like, I'm sitting there and I was like, sir, I don't know the answer. And they're like, we'll just, just guess, just guess free ball. It no. 1500 i don't know it's not 1500 it is in fact 625 i have it tattooed on my i've hand. always wondered what that was i've so always chief, wondered what that tattoo was so the okay. chief told me like and he's like oh not or and he was like is that your final answer and i was like no by the look on your faces 1500 is not my final answer but i don't know it and i don't want to act like i know it and i don't want to act like i know how to do it <laughs> and they were like all right let's move on right and blah 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 And I like try to shake it off as much as I can. My internal panic is like all time high, right? Like I Mm -hmm. want to crawl in a hole and die Mm -hmm. and do what a cockroach doesn't do. Um, And I finish out the interview and I like stand up, shake their hands like a big girl fucking would. Mm -hmm. And like, thank you for your time. And the chief was like, I bet the next time I see you, you're going to have 625 or that answer to that math question tattooed across your forehead. And I told him I looked him in the eye and I said, if I ever get the opportunity to see you again in a fire fire academy, I bet you, you will. And I got hired and I went to my car immediately and called my mom blubbering like a little baby because I was like, I'm not going to get hired at the fire department because I doesn't, I don't know math. I don't know simple math. Right. Yeah. And they didn't care about my math knowledge. They cared no. about how I carried myself. If I didn't know the answer. Mm-hmm. How or I to problem solve. Yeah. More problem solve, right? Mm-hmm. And if I didn't do those two things, how else did I carry on? Because those two things happen in firefighting and in life, right? Like sometimes you don't know the answer. So you're gonna have to find it. Sometimes your problem solving skills don't have the problem solved. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? Are you gonna sit there and be like, okay, well, any That's question? It. Oh, like and just roll over? Like mm-hmm. that's not what they want to hire, and that's not who businesses want to hire and that's not who ceos are like mm-hmm. they're bulldogs they're like yeah they put a shining face and put their chest up and be like i don't know i can the figure end. this out yeah, yeah and like and if i don't figure it out i can still hold my head high and prideful for the moment and not just sit in shame right because mm-hmm. shame is just a decimator if you get overtaken by shame like you're done yeah you're useless essentially. And like shame can come up in so many different ways. And Mm -hmm. I think that (laughs) humbled the shit out of me. And I was like, I didn't even know that they were testing me, but guess what they saw? They saw some ripe ass 22 year old girl being like all confident and getting humbled. And then being (laughs) like, Oh, I don't know this. And I I don't want to pretend like I know it, but Mm -hmm. I can find that out for you. Mm-hmm. I, it will not be right now and yeah they're like you know what that's good enough because you can at least accept your loss and yeah. know that there's work to be done yeah and so i think that goes in with that whole like you're not the best you're not the smartest but you definitely aren't the worst like the worst yeah. would have been like i don't know the answer well this is stupid Ugh. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow. And then getting the like, getting the like puff up of like, I'm a firefighter. I don't need to know math. And it's like, yeah, you're right. But that wasn't the point of the question. Yes. That like, this is stupid. Like, yeah. It's a fire interview. It's like, no, right. there's, that's a character thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. They don't care if you got my, like, there's gonna, I'm guaranteed there was somebody that was able to like, right off the bat, like tell the answer. And like, unfortunately that doesn't tell the, the chiefs as much as it 
does that they want to know, right? Like it doesn't give them the, what they're looking for, what they're identifying. Um, they need a more complex problem if that guy was able to just like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But like, you know, to that point, like back to like the self-acceptance and we'll start to wrap up here, but, um, like self-acceptance is so hard for so many people. And if you are in the world of business and you are in high management or CEOs or just like physically demanding jobs, any kind of like really high demand jobs, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, like, you know, I have friends that quote unquote work nine to fives that are in social work and like that's not, they're not going to, they don't want to like climb the ladder and be this high achieving CEO, VP, whatever, but they're emotionally like taking on so much. And so like, whether it's, like I said, mental, emotional, spiritual, like whatever, physical, these high demanding jobs, you have to be able to accept where you are always want to, you know, achieve more. Absolutely. Like go for the big goals, but also be okay with where you're at right now. And that like, that's enough. You don't have to go home with a gold star in order to be enough and be happy in your life. Yeah. Like consistency. I think consistency is going to take you further. Yeah. Like the quote is like, consistency is going to take you further than perfection ever will. Perfection is going to get like the like, Ooh, ah, but it's not going to take you far. You're going to last in that for like all of two minutes Mm -hmm. and then it's going to fall apart because it doesn't have a good foundation. Right. And like consistency is self-acceptance. It's sitting in that shame of like, Ooh, that didn't go well. Yeah. And like, how do I like move on? Yeah. How do you move on? Because you can't ignore shame because yeah. shame will just around its head when you least expect it. Yeah. It's probably going to be the least ideal. Right. Yes. And it's, it comes with self-doubt like, oh, remember that time that I failed? Well, it's because you can't, you haven't processed that, you know, mm-hmm. like a failure, like it's like so corny, but like failure is a lesson, right? Like yeah. if I fa- like if we fail at work, it's a big ass lesson that we get yeah. because it's probably someone's life or mm-hmm. it could be someone gets really sick and mm-hmm. it like, it's, we can't just be like, Ooh, that sucks. I don't want to look at that. Like we right. have to, you tomorrow. have to deal with it. Yeah. You have to evaluate, you have to figure out what you did because like yeah. to, in your job, it's like you said, someone's life, it's someone's house, it's someone's livelihood. Like mm-hmm. you just changed their life, not for the better. And unfortunately that I'm sure lasts with you. Oh yeah. And like, that's what they called you for. Like, when it is the worst thing when you get to like a call and you're like, I've never seen this before. Like mm. I have to like start thinking way yeah. outside my box. And like, sometimes it's like, it's mid call that it gets weird where like you're in your, in your rhythm. And then you're like, Whoa, I, that's different. Yeah. It's hard because mm. it comes with a lot of shame because you're like, was I not prepared? And like, okay, if, if you weren't, Great. Like, and that comes with V too. Like the reason why I love barbells so much is because I want to teach women to be confident with barbells because I've been there where I'm not confident with barbells. Mm -hmm. Right. But I've also coached women where I didn't have enough like edu like knowledge around it where it sucks when like, they're like, I really want to learn this. And I'm like, do this. And they can't understand it. Right. Mm -hmm. And like I'm failing them and not being able to meet them where they're at to help them grow. And I'm yeah. like, and I have a lot of shame around that. And I'm like, why do I have shame? Oh, cause I wasn't prepared. 
And like, Mm -hmm. I ultimately did not have the education that I did do now. Right. And that's what made me deep dive into it because I'm like, because she was like, I thought this place is for everybody. Like, like I came here thinking that I was going to fit in and like, I can't even do this. And it's like, Ooh, I should do better. (laughs) (laughs) And then like you take that on. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's her first interaction with me. Like her first interaction with trying something new, trying something scary mm-hmm. and wanting to fit in. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't like conceptualize to her how to like move this barbell. Yeah. Couldn't now meet I her could where she was at. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, now I can speak to people 17 different ways in barbell mm-hmm. speak and be yeah. like, get Nancy who's 78 doing a barbell. Mm-hmm. But like that made me sit in my shame and be like, what could I have done better? Yeah. And sometimes there's nothing you could do better. It mm-hmm. is just sitting in shame and then just being like, hmm, next time maybe it'll be different. Yeah. No, I love that. It's 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 a challenge for sure. And it sounds like something that like is still developing. I mean, we all like you're in your mid-20s, late 20s. Like we're developing it as we go. Yeah. In every single like scenario that we're in. So will this is our your final no. Is there any advice that you would like to leave? the listeners with about whether it's mentality or mental toughness or dealing with frustration or like support system. I mean, we covered so many different topics. In like the last, we, were all over the place. we were all over the place and I love, I love it. I love oh, it. That was so, a point in my life. Yeah. Um, I think um, my biggest thing is to like, find your, find your group. Also, mm-hmm. if you're female, like find your girl gang like really dive into it and don't be afraid to be the start of it. Right. Like be yeah. brave and make a friend because maybe mm-hmm. they think you're like the coolest freaking thing because you're actually nice to them. And like female empowerment is top tier, top notch. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. But like, if you can't find that, like if you don't have V in your state, sorry, if you're anywhere but Arizona. yeah everywhere but Arizona and uh Washington. Washington but like if you are and you are in Washington like text mm-hmm. me text Karina or reach out to us on Instagram like I there's nothing more I love than going to first time v classes with members like mm-hmm. I I promise you I won't make it weird like it's only weird if you make it weird mm-hmm. but I will meet you if I've never seen you in person before and do a class with you um because that's how community starts it starts with just being brave um, and then, like last final thoughts is just like, learn to learn to sit in the shit and mm-hmm. like build that, like build that fuck you. So you can burst through those walls. And like, sometimes you're going to run through that wall. And sometimes you're going to have like a little butter knife picking through the bricks to get through that wall. And it's going to look mm-hmm. different every time, but cockroach mentality, you can't kill me. <laughs> Like you're gonna, gonna change that. i'm gonna change my program from mountain mentality to cockroach mentality you're not gonna you can't kill me like i'm gonna me. get to that wall before you kill it. me and uh it doesn't matter if it takes me four years or not but it's i'm going there but yeah no you just you kind of have to you have to have that grit yeah i think that's like that's like the secret sauce mm-hmm. is like and grit is not like is not golden success, right? It's no. not gold line success. It's like it's ugly, and yeah. it's like oop, misstep there, misstep there. 
Yeah. And it's piece by piece. Like every single day you're doing something like to build mental toughness and build the grit and like show up. And like, did I say I was going to go to the 6am workout? Well, it's 530 and I time to get my ass up out of bed. Like (laughs) this is what I'm going to do. Because like the second that you stop fulfilling your own commitments is when you start losing trust in yourself. And it's like, you know, whether you're building a business, being a firefighter, like learning how to ski in your thirties, like whatever it is, like the more you prove to your brain, I follow through with my actions. I follow through with the hard shit that I do every day. Then like, it's not going to be a problem for you to learn a new skill in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies. Like it it's yeah. Showing up and building that muscle. Yeah. And it's just like, it's being brave to do so. Right. Because like, it's gonna look ugly. And for all of us, like perfectionists and recovering perfectionists, Mm -hmm. sometimes we like in our success, we need to be good or we need to be okay with good enough at the moment. And it doesn't necessarily mean mediocrity for the entire time. Sometimes it's like, okay, I need to sit here because Mm -hmm. this is gonna allow me to be better next time. And that's okay. Like, goodness gracious give yourself some grace no we say this and then like in a week we're gonna be like beating ourselves up again and then God. we're gonna be like oh we need to listen to this podcast again <laughs> God, dude. no it's it's such like a like it's a practice like, yeah my therapist is like you've grown so much but uh but, <laughs> but like did it. you see that one <laughs> yeah she'll check me and i'm like oh yeah that oh yeah and saw that it, but like it's like sitting there in it right like mm-hmm. i have to be able to recognize and sit in it yeah no. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. How can people connect with you? How can people promote you or whatever it is that you want to, you know, connect with people on? Um, you can connect with me. Uh, you can email me Hannah Brown, six, two, five at Gmail or Instagram is a great option. Hannah J Brown. Um, I'm typically on there many of the times. Um, I love, I love new friends. Like I don't believe that there's too many friends you can have. So please reach out to me. Um, things that you can promote me with is changing your smoke alarms. <laughs> Make sure you don't deep fry turkeys. Make sure you don't set your house on fire, please. Uh, and, yeah. And uh, go to V athletics. We're so cool. Like if you're a girl, go to V athletics. And if you're not a girl, that's not your jam. Um, <laughs> find, find another like collective suffering. Yeah. It's going to bring you joy. It's going to be shitty, but it's going to bring you so much joy. (laughs) It's going to be shitty. I love it. All right, friends. Well, I will put all of those links in the bio and I will ask Hannah to figure out the, the, the book that is the collective suffering. And I will also put that in the um, show notes. So head down there, click any of those links, connect with Hannah. 10 out of 10 recommend if you're a female to take one of Hannah's classes. She's so much fun to take a class with. I love it. Whether you're sitting next to her or she's on the mic, like I love taking Hannah's classes. So um, that's all. And Hannah, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate you. You're such a badass. And I love learning from you all the time, both like in the weight room and on this and hearing so much more about your mentality. It was very, very informative and so valuable for my listeners. Well, thank you for having me. Of uh, course. I was like, a podcast? Whoa. A podcast? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks for sharing with others and making them better. Yes, of course. All right, friends. That is what I have for you. I will talk to you in the next episode. Happy Friday.